0: Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a Primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace Radio Broadcast again. And we're thankful to have you tune in with us here on the program on behalf of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, where I'm the pastor at, as well as Sulfur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We would warmly invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 10 30 AM in Caledonia or in Ackerman, Mississippi, as well as on Wednesday nights, you can come see us in Starkville, Mississippi at at 6 p.m. where we meet for worship every Wednesday night at the New Covenant Church Building at 200 West Garrett Road in Starkville. We invite you to go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, subscribe to our podcast, and find churches that may be closer to you. You can also go to macedonia-pbc.org for other sermons as well as sermon series that I have undertaken during my time on the radio program, and we hope all of that content can be a blessing for you. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Please contact us. Please email us. We would love to correspond with you, to answer any questions, or to help you or pray for you in any way. So we would love to have you email us at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. Today we would like to continue our series on the will of God as we look at various aspects of God's will, God's providential will, and how do we discern God's providential will for our life. So we hope the Lord will bless our consideration of that this morning. We hope to bring that message for you right after the song, so please stay tuned on the program today. again and thank you for tuning in as well as staying with us here on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. During my time on the program, we've been trying to begin considering the will of God in Scripture. And we tried to present for you in previous messages that God's ultimate will is for His glory. And He chose out of people for His glory. He guides us in providential paths for His glory. He gave us commandments that we're called to obey for His glory. So the ultimate goal, the ultimate purpose behind God's will behind God's good, acceptable, and perfect will is His glory, is that He would be exalted. And that's our desire for God's will in our life as well, that we would follow God's will and that He would be exalted. We also tried to present for you three types of God's will or three aspects of God's will that we find in the Word of God. The first of those being God's sovereign will. And God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the only potentate and He is sovereign over the affairs of this world where God sees fit to actively intervene. There is no restriction to his power and sovereignty to intervene in any situation as he sees fit. So God's sovereign will, as it's carried out in the salvation of sinners, in regeneration, and then certain aspects even here in time, in God's sovereign will, when he chooses to intervene, when God chooses to actively engage in anything, we certainly see that in the salvation of sinners, but we also see that here in time as well. If God chooses for something to come to pass... He has no limitations to properly execute that to be able to save His people from their sins and to be able to accomplish His will according to His sovereignty. So there is no limitation of God's sovereignty, especially as is exhibited in God's sovereign will. And we considered that more in-depth in a previous message. And you can go to our website to listen to that past message. And we also tried to consider with you a second aspect or type of God's will, which is God's commanded will or his prescribed or his preceptive will. So God is sovereign in this world and he can accomplish anything he desires to accomplish. But God has chosen to interact with his creatures. God has chosen to interact with mankind as men and women that are made in His image, He has chosen to interact with them by means of commandments, not by controlling every action that we undertake. There is no guarantee that we will perfectly execute God's commanded will here in this world. But what God has chosen to do, He made man in His image, And then he gave him commandments and God guides and he opens doors and he convicts and God works to guide us in obedience. But however, we can quench God's will just as we can quench the spirit. The Holy Spirit will always lead us to be obedient to God's commanded will, to be obedient to the word of God. But we also know that we can quench the Spirit. And if we can quench the Spirit, then we can also quench the perfect execution of God's commanded will. And we have God's commanded will all throughout Scripture. Essentially every verse in the Word of God gives us what God's commanded will is. But we want to highlight a few of those for you that are specifically highlighted and specifically articulated as being the commanded will of God. And I think as we just give a very brief review of these again. This is a message that was considered previously that you can look on our website and find. But I think that we can clearly see that God's commanded will is not perfectly executed here in this world. Instead, God commands his creatures. God commands mankind that is made in his image to voluntarily submit to his commands, and he guides us in doing that However, we can certainly quench the full manifestation of God's commanded will, and I believe that we'll see as we continue here, we can also quench the full best manifestation of God's providential will in our lives as well, especially if we err outside of the fence and the boundaries of God's commanded will so a few verses for you to specifically highlight things that are commanded as being the will of God and I believe again we can clearly see that these are not perfectly executed in this world and that does not in any way undermine God's sovereignty or his perfect execution of his sovereign will so a few verses that describe God's commanded will 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 "...for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. God's will is for you to be sanctified. God's will is for you to live a godly life. But we also know that God's children do not perfectly live sanctified lives in the manner that they ought to, in the manner they're called to, and in the manner the Spirit guides them in. We know that God's children commit fornication and they need to repent of that. But it's not God's will for them to do that. God has not commanded them to not do it and then he's backhandedly causing them to do it. Obviously, we wholeheartedly reject the heresy of absolute predestination of all things. God's will is for us to just simply perform good works. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 21, God will make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. And don't miss that way in which God works in us through his spirit as many as are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. God leads us by his spirit to obey his commandments. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So God gave us command in everything, give thanks. And we certainly know that that command is not perfectly executed in this world. Even if you're doing it great, I know that I don't give thanks in everything. And it's also God's command in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 15, that we submit to government authorities. There's been plenty of Christians over time that have improperly rebelled against government authority. And God's pattern and God's will is for us to submit to governmental authorities that do not bear the sword in vain. They're there to protect us. And obviously, I'm not happy with many aspects of government, but that does not mean that we have the right to be rebels and refuse to submit to the governmental authority that is ordained by God. And then also, it can be God's will for us to suffer. We need to understand that. God's will is not for us to be comfortable and happy all the time. Sometimes it's God's will for us to suffer. 1 Peter chapter 4, and verse 19 Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. So we submit to God's will. We pray for God's will, and we pray for God to guide us by his spirit in his will. And God's commanded will is very black and white. It is sin, and it is obedience. And, And as we now make our way to the third aspect, the third type type of God's will in the Word of God, which is God's providential will. I want us to understand that God's commanded will all throughout the Word of God. These are the things that are specifically highlighted. The will of God is this. Well, the will of God and the commands of God, the commanded will of God is expressed all throughout Scripture. So it doesn't have to say the will of God is for it to apply, No, if God gives a positive command in the word of God, that's his commanded will. But God's commanded will that we get from the word of God. So the word of God sets a fence. It sets boundaries. It sets a parameter through which we make decisions in discerning God's providential will. And God's providential will for me in my life will never extend or guide me beyond God's commanded will to do something that's contrary to his word. So the simple example that we used for you before, and we'll we'll highlight this a lot more as we go because it's a very simple one to follow, I believe, is we're told expressly in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14 to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So if you are discerning God's will for your life, God, if you're discerning how God and His providence is guiding me to make decisions, step number one for choosing a spouse is they have to be a believer in Jesus Christ. But there's a lot of people that are believers in Jesus Christ, right? But have God's children over time chosen to marry people that are not believers in Jesus Christ? Well, of course they have, right? They've chosen to rebel against God's Word. They've chosen to quench the Spirit in guiding them to obey that command. And if you have married an unbeliever... I'm confident that you have tremendous struggles in your marriage and in your family. Why? Because you chose to rebel against God's word. Now, praise the Lord, God gives beauty for ashes, right? And even that unbeliever can be converted by, uh, by the godly testimony and the godly witness and love of that believing spouse. But God expressly says, do not marry an unbeliever. So if you marry an unbeliever, then you are going beyond God's fence, His boundary, His framework through which we make providen- through, through which we make decisions in hoping to follow and discern God's providential will. So we have again, three aspects of God's will in Scripture, God's sovereign will where He chooses to act and there's no limitations to that. His commanded will that we have all throughout the Word of God, that He has commanded His subjects, His creatures that are made in His image to voluntarily obey the commandments of His Word. And then within that framework, That's the word we're going to use a lot as we try to consider God's providential will. God has given us a framework, but within that framework, we need wisdom. We need wisdom to discern what God's will is. And we'll mention this for you multiple times as we go through here, but one great thing about the need for wisdom to discern God's providential will, is God promised you in James chapter one and verse five that if any man asks for wisdom, God will give it to you. So if you pray for wisdom to discern God's will, then God has promised that he will give it to you. Our God's just that good, amen? So we have his commanded will that gives us a framework and the fence, if you will, of what right and wrong is. But within that fence of of right and good, God's providential will is not right and wrong. Many times God's providential will is good, better, and best, okay? And we really do need to understand because some people just fall back to an incorrect interpretation of Romans 8, 28 that, oh, all things are gonna work together for good. And I may make a mistake, but oh, God was working that behind the scenes and it's all gonna work out for my good. Well, no, you can squander God's best providential will for your life. I have seen people that God has put things in their life that could be tremendous blessings. They, they have a, a family that loves them and a good godly wife, and they ruin it by sin. They ruin it by adultery. And it's not God's will for marriages to end in divorce because one person chose to disobey the commanded will of God by committed adultery, right? No, that's not God's will. Some person chose to rebel against God's commanded will and thus they have totally squandered the best case scenario of God's providential will in their life, right? If that person would have chosen to mortify the deeds of the flesh and not ruin their family and ended up in divorce and all these horrible ramifications because they chose to rebel against God's word and sin, God's will was not for that to happen. And they squandered because of their sin, because of their disobedience. They squandered the best case scenario, if you will. But God's good, amen, God's good to still give us beauty for ashes, even when we make mistakes. But God's providential will is good, better, and best. And what we hope is, Lord, guide me on the best pathway for me. But also, I could have two doors in front of me. I could have two opportunities, two choices in in so many different areas. And I could just plumb make the wrong decision, okay? I could have two choices of jobs. I could have two choices of houses. I could have two choices of spouses. I could have two choices of where to go to college. And you know what? I can make the wrong decision for the wrong reason. And it could cause me tremendous heartache in the future because I made the decision for the wrong reason. Now, I don't want to scare you too much or get you too discouraged because I can give you firsthand testimonies of I made the I may have made the right decision, but I guarantee you I made the right decision for the wrong reason. And God has still blessed me by his unmerited favor and his mercy in even decisions that were poor decisions that I made for the wrong reason. God can and will still bless you but we we don't need to have this fallback attitude that most of Christianity has that, oh, all things are gonna work together for good. So I don't really have to put that much thought and be active in discerning God's will because God's just gonna work it all out together. Well, God's gonna work it out for your benefit, because he's always working together as your good heavenly father for what's in your best interest. But I'm gonna tell you, you can ruin your life, especially especially if you choose to rebel against God's commanded will in his word if you choose to rebel against that not only will you squander the best thing in your life you may even squander every good thing you have in your life I mean think about the decisions of lot right lot squandered any good thing I mean look at look at lot was it God's will for lot to leave the blessedness of Abraham to choose the well-watered plains of Sodom and to live in that debauchery and sin was that God's was God guiding Lot as a child of God. Lot was a born again child of God and his soul was vexed daily with the wickedness of Sodom. Do you think it was God's will in guiding Lot to make that decision? No, he made a decision that squandered God's best. Ca- what? What should have he have done? He should have reconciled any issues between Abraham and his servants, and he should have deferred to Abraham, and he would have been in blessed fellowship and communion with the friend of God. Okay, but Lot squandered that because he made a bad decision for the wrong reason. Okay. So Lot's life didn't have to be the way that it was. Lot's life didn't have to be his righteous soul vexed every day with the wickedness of Sodom. He chose that pathway in rebellion against God's will and he had to bear the consequences of that. But Lot is a clear example, isn't he? That he squandered the best case scenario of God's will in his life. Why? Because... He made a sinful decision for the wrong reasons. And look where he ended up. Look where he ended up. Now, God still saved his life, but he was miserable the whole time inside him. And his soul, his righteous soul, was vexed daily with the wickedness that was around him. So God's providential will is, in many ways, good, better, and best. But I want you to understand as we make our way through the way in which we discern God's will, we have to be vigilant to do that because you're not just going to backhandedly fall into the blessings of the abundant life, okay? You have to make conscious decisions to forsake bad choices and make good choices according to the Word of God and also As we're saying, many decisions are not wrong. Instead, it's good, better, and best. And what we hope, what we we desire is, Lord, guide me by your spirit. Guide me with a still, small voice in my heart, in prayer, in meditations, in your word, in the counsel of godly people, in the preaching of your word, in the context of the church, and all these different means that you have of guiding me according to your word and according to your will. Lord, guide me to the best possible. Because doesn't doesn't every father, doesn't every parent desire the absolute best for their child? And that parent is going to do everything possible to offer the very best enjoyment and happiness and life for that child. But you know what? That child could take all of that provision of the father and be just like that prodigal son and say, you know what? Just give me everything I've got and I'm going to go squander it in riotous living and harlots, right? So God will always be guiding you for your greatest joy and happiness and fulfillment in the spiritual kingdom of God. But understand, we can squander that by making bad decisions, okay? Now, we'll have to save a good bit of this for future messages, but I wanna highlight a few of these verses for you to just give you confidence that despite my inabilities to discern God's will perfectly, God still guides us even despite our shortcomings. And that's such a blessing to me because I I can relate to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse nine so much. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I make my own plan and then God providentially guides me in a better pathway. He directs my steps to something that's even better than I would have imagined by thinking it up on my own. Psalm chapter 32 and in verse eight, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Isn't that great to think about that God will guide you with his eye? Psalm 37 and verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. They're established by the Lord. They're guided by the Lord. Psalm 25, verse 12. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Isaiah 58, verse 11. The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and a spring of water whose waters fail not. We'll consider many other verses that describe similar blessings. But understand, God will guide you with His eye. He will guide you according to His will. We just have to be in tune with His Holy Spirit and not quench it. Amen? We just have to be in tune with the Spirit and say, "'Lord, nevertheless not my will but Thine be done.'" But maybe the most important thing is being willing to submit to God's will, even when His will is not what you would have expected, or maybe even not what you wanted in the moment. Faith is a willingness to submit to God's will, even if you don't understand it. Remember, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith trusting the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God that he will guide us according to his will. Please return with us as we continue to consider the will of God from the scriptures. And we hope this message has been edifying for you. We hope that you will pray and meditate on these things and the Lord will give you understanding according to his will in all things. May God bless you.
0: If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under Podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, A Primitive Baptist Radio Broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 And tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.